really wish you'd tell me about it. Well, if you must know, it's me love life. Really? You've been seeing a man? Only when I close my eyes and concentrate. Now, I dated a lot when I was dating, before I was married, and I enjoyed it. But what do you do on a first date? If you're out there thinking, oh, I'm in the dating world and I'm meeting this guy or this gal for the first time, how do I deal with that? Well, with me today is Dr. Don Kiefer. He's a clinical psychologist and he's the department chair at New England Institute of Technology. And he's in the psychiatry department at Rhode Island Hospital. He's had his own matchmaking service, which is unusual for a psychologist. And he's given courses on, workshops on, becoming your own dating coach. Welcome, Dr. Kiefer. Thank you. It's so good to have you on. Now, on a first date, if I were someone coming to you saying, I am anxious as all get out, this is the first date, what advice would you start to give me? Well, the first thing would be to make sure that the way that the first date is structured is 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 uh, done in a way that for maximum comfort. So I all, always tell people to uh, arrange it in a way to keep it short and sweet. And so I tell them to do it on, uh, uh, first of all, on a weeknight uh, where you have to go to work the next day, not for a main meal, and just, just so that you can have a, like a quick cup of coffee and get, get in and out. Okay, so that's so that you don't end up having a $100 bill on your first date. Exactly. It's a quick cup of coffee that if you meet the person and the chemistry isn't there initially, right. you can stop. Plus, you, there's no excuse to go to 3 in the morning if you've got work the next day. Exactly. And okay. I really that encourage them not to put a lot of value in the actual, you know, everything said during the first date. There's a lot of nervousness and anxiousness. And just because, you know, the way people talk, they do it just impulsively, and it's not necessarily who they really are. So I just tell them that, you know, to get into the right attitude, this is a basic raw screening date, basically, to see whether or not it's worth going to the second date. Okay, so basically um, the first date is just the jumping off point. Right. And hopefully into a wonderful lagoon rather exactly. than a cliff. Exactly. Um, and what other advice, what would be the next step to take? I'm on the date with someone now. Okay. I've arranged it. It's just a meeting at, at Starbucks Coffee. Yep. Um, and it's just a quick, we're meeting for lunch. That's okay. it. Now what do I do when uh, I get well, I, have I mean, a, I'm sweating. I have a few basic rules. First of all, I really encourage people to watch how much they talk. Uh, people often make how mistakes. How much I talk or how much the other person talks? Well, both. Okay. But, but in terms of, you know, if you're the one that I'm giving the advice to, I encourage you to, to be very, very careful about not talking too much. Uh, because people sometimes, out of nervousness, they just keep talking. And if they're uncomfortable with silence and maybe the other person is shy, they'll just keep talking and talking. And it's, it's good for you to definitely, you want to show that you know how to talk, but you don't want to have a huge imbalance in conversation because so often I I have people tell me in my counseling sessions when they're reviewing a date, they say, I could not get a word in edgewise. And that really turns people off because they, they have visions of sitting with this person for the rest of their life listening <laughs> that over is such and good over imagery. again. Right. I can picture them at 80 years old. Exactly, exactly. Right. So instead of talking, you know, one of the things that you, that you want to make sure that you do is you want to ask them 
them questions. You know, think about things about them, things that they've said, either follow-up questions to things that they said, or other aspects about them that might interest you. You know, to make sure that there is this balance, that it's a real sense, a real give and take of two people getting to know each other. So in one sense, you're really interviewing the person, but you're doing it in a way that's um, comfortable and relaxed and laid back. But if all you talked about was the weather, you would not know whether this person is a candidate as a soulmate for you, a potential soulmate for you. So one of the things is to watch what you called um, in a workshop that I went to that you gave, the balance. How much are you talking? How much is the other person talking? Make sure not to talk too much. And also, make sure to draw them out. If they say, oh, this has been a rough day, what would you say to something like that? Right. I said, what's what's happened to you today? You know, you sound like you sound like you've really had a rough time. Oh, work was really rough. Yeah. What what kind of work do you do? I'm a psychologist. Ah, no (laughs) wonder. I work, and no wonder. (laughs) No wonder. (laughs) So, so So now one of the things, though, you know, it's it's not only quantity of conversation. The next rule of thumb is the quality of the conversation. Okay. Um, So you need to be careful about not spilling out your guts. Um, Self disclosure is important because you you know you want the person to know that you're willing to give of yourself, but you don't want to overdo it. And this is something that is a very, very high-risk thing for people on dates. They often end up pouring their hearts out because maybe it's the first time they've had a chance to talk to an adult in like, you know, three weeks or something. Um, And the other person often feels overwhelmed, you know, burdened by, you know, because it's usually someone talking or complaining or whining or, or, or obsessing about a past boyfriend or pa- or an ex-wife or an ex-husband. It's just not really good to do on a date. It's a turnoff. It's a, how, tell me why that's a turnoff. Because people are, people are looking to moving on in their lives. They don't want to have visions of having you replay your whole past relationship. They want to start with you anew. They want to build a life with you. They don't want to be doing a lot of repair work, basically. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they're not looking to mend you. They're looking to have a companion to enjoy their life with, a buddy, a friend. And the bearing your soul, I remember going to a conference once, and we were just at random tables, and everyone, anyone could sit down at your table. And a woman sat down at our table, and she said, boy, I was sexually abused as a child. And I mean, talk about it. No, that is clearly a no-no. Right, and it just was like... abrasive and shocking and it's like hi how was your day right. i was sexually abused how about you right <laughs> right so it it's good to to give some information but certainly not the stuff that's most private because if this date isn't going to work out you don't want to feel like dating is a continuous string of um becoming vulnerable and then having people walk out on you in abandonment issue that's right that's right and also if this is a situation for instance if this is a first date with someone that you have no context with in terms of you know let's say it's a really really blind about as blind of a date as it can get you also need to be careful about you know revealing any kind of uh, demographic information or any details that uh, will allow them to track you down. Because if you end up feeling somewhat uncomfortable,
comfortable with the person. You don't particularly want them to be calling you back. You know, you don't want to give them all the details until you're ready. And this, it could happen in the first date. You, from your intuition, you might feel extremely comfortable, you know, giving a bit about yourself. Uh, but you need to really, I would, certainly in the first part of that first date, really hold back. Uh, because up until then, I always tell people, again, if this is not someone like this has been arranged through a friend, let's say it's from an internet, mm-hmm. uh, an internet dating service kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, you just, you know, you just, you don't give them your home number. You know, everything's done by email, possibly maybe just cell phone. You don't give them your work number because that helps people feel more comfortable and safe. And that's especially with internet dating. That's important. Okay. And for women too, they should go with a buddy if they're feeling unsafe or a little bit squeamish. Well, um, yeah. I mean, if, if you can get somebody to do that, maybe or stand in, in the background. But the main thing is as long, I mean, there's not much that can happen to you as long as you meet with somebody, you know, in, in public. a public area. Right. Um, and all you say is, you know, you describe what you look like so you can find me. Uh, just give your first name and right. just take it from there. Right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. This is Dr. Don Kiefer, who's a clinical psychologist in the department chair at New England Institute of Technology and in the psychiatry department at Rhode Island Hospital and an expert on dating, on matchmaking, on dating, on becoming your own dating coach. Thank you so much for joining us, Don. You're welcome. And if you want to date, even if you're in a long-standing marriage and you feel like the marriage has become very boring, think about dating your own partner. And that can put some life back into your romantic relationship. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. It's been great to be with you on The Rational Basis of Happiness. Your future hasn't been written yet. No one's has. Your future is whatever you make it. So make it a good one. Jamie's math teacher says that she failed her last algebra exam. It was the same with our Kevin. But thanks to Math Made Easy, he's made a complete turnaround. Math Made Easy engages students with easy-to-follow explanations. Over one million students have boosted their grades thanks to Math Made Easy. 800-USA-MATH. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner. Here is an example of two people with a similar sense of life discovering each other. Brian met Suzanne at a friend's outing. He was immediately attracted to her, and not just because he found her physically appealing. She did not try to be the center of attention. She dressed tastefully. She seemed interested in conversations about ideas rather than idle gossip. It didn't bother her when people disagreed with her views. When Brian talked with her, she looked at him directly. He saw no hint of fear, only curiosity about what he had to say. Brian, an independent thinker with genuine self-esteem, felt an emotional bond with Suzanne. He felt he might have met his soulmate. However, Brian properly remained cautious. He knew he needed to get to know her better. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com and you can buy the book at amazon.com.